You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. This is Faraz Sadiqi. We're talking week 16 waiver wire. This was the former championship week. Right now, we have an extra week. We're on to the semifinals, hopefully. Are you guys with me? Are we going to the second round? What's up? Let me know. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up in my DMs. Let me know how it went. I want to hear all the stories. I want to hear whether you made it to the second round, whether you didn't, how it happened. I know a lot of people lost on that last second. Jalen Hurts interception. I know it. I know it. It had to have happened to a bunch of people. Well, Jalen Hurts, you know, he had the two rushing touchdowns, the two interceptions, and the last, you know, that second interception at the end of the game, super unnecessary for a lot of people. For some people, it moved you into the play into the second round for some people and knocked you out of the playoffs. Brutal. Brutal way to go out. That's how it happened to you. Uh, but overall, pretty good game last night. Um, you know, the way, man, like seeing Drew Locke do what he's done over the last two weeks has been really cool to see because he was somebody that was written off. You know, similar to Geno Smith, right? It's like Drew Locke could have been like, Yep, you know, they wrote me off. But I didn't write back, right? He could have done the same thing um, because the way he played was pretty, pretty. you know, week 14, he played really well. Week 15, you know, a little up and down. But that last drive, man, that last drive, you know, DK Metcalf with that incredible catch to get the first first, first, uh, first down and then that play to JSN, man. Look who's separating on the outside. Jackson Smith, the Jigba. All right, still an underrated, underrated wide receiver, underrated dynasty wide receiver. Um, don't get caught up in the fact that he's not going crazy this year like some of these other rookie wide receivers. You know, we're going to look up one day and, and look at him as one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. All right, so uh, he's doing his thing. He got the game winning touchdown. Uh, really cool to see. Um, Kenneth Walker had a very impressive game. This was not what a lot of us expected. 18 for 86 and that highlight reel of a touchdown. Uh, tough matchup, but he ended up going over 100 yards from scrimmage. He outtouched Charbonnet 22 to 4. Week 14 was his first week back after missing a couple of games. So maybe that's why we saw the closer split in the game prior. There were a few games where Walker was banged up and we ended up seeing a closer split. Uh, And now that he came out of this game unscathed, I think we could expect something similar from Walker against Tennessee in week 16. You know, to be honest, I wasn't expecting a whole lot out of Walker coming into the fantasy playoffs because of A, the matchups, and B, like, is this going to continue to be, you know, this type of split with Zach Charbonnet? Uh, But it doesn't look like it's going to be the case. But now we're going into a game against the Titans who just got gashed by Devin Singletary, and this is likely to be a positive game script or neutral game script at the very least. I think the volume is going to be there for him. Um, and then he has Pittsburgh in Week 17, Championship Week at home. I think that's a favorable matchup as well. Uh, another positive you know, or neutral at worst game script. So Walker's back on the map. It was also nice to see DeAndre Swift get some work. He hasn't seen more than 14 carries since week nine. He sees 18 carries last night. Uh, and now you have the Giants and the Cardinals, two great matchups. Swift's going to have to move up my rankings a little bit. 
after seeing the fact that they were still willing to give him some volume and good matchups. So he could have two big games coming up at home for your fantasy team. And if we see another high-volume game next week against the Giants, then look out. Arizona, championship week. The best matchup you can have for your running back. All right, so he might have to be in lineups for that week. Let's see how it goes next week, though. Um, Taylor Heineke is going to be starting. Not that it matters, right? Only thing that matters is that we've seen Desmond Ritter play, you know, relatively okay at home. Uh, but now it's going to be Taylor Heineke at home. So what are we doing here? I don't know. Are we downgrading guys? Not really. Similar type of situation. Desmond Ritter probably slightly better. You're not making all these guys, you know, not fantasy relevant, but a little bit better than what Taylor Heineke can make him. Maybe we'll see, but it's not a great situation either way. And don't ask me what I'm doing with B. John Robinson this week. Please don't. We'll talk about it tomorrow on our running back show. You might be without Jamar Chase for the rest of the fantasy playoffs. Ian Rappaport is saying that he'll likely be out this week, potentially more. Uh, I wouldn't count on having him, so make sure you have another option. Lost year for this Bengals offense, man. Like We'll see if T. Higgins gets franchised this offseason by the Bengals or if, he, if he'll end up hitting for agency. Uh, big storyline this offseason. Can't wait to talk about that more once the season's over, but... Jamar Chase, man, not, not great. You know, you were hoping that he can give you something these last couple of weeks of the fantasy playoffs. Um, but it looks like T. Higgins, you know, will likely get a bump in target share. Tyler Boyd should be picked up off of waivers. You know, their quarterback situation isn't absolutely terrible, right? They have a quarterback here who's kind of slinging it a little bit, right? So they, they, are, they are kind of distributing the ball a ton, but I think those two guys will be their top options. All right. And then Tanner Hudson, too, is a tight end pickup as well if you need somebody. Um, keep an eye on Chris Olave. He didn't practice on Monday. The Saints had an off day, so it's just an estimation. But he was estimated like he wouldn't practice. So keep an eye on his status going into into Thursday night, by the way. Okay, that's why he's that's why there was a practice report on Monday, because the Saints are playing the Rams on Thursday night. Isaiah Pacheco is good to go, according to Andy Reid. So if you were looking at Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as an option or Jerick McKinnon as an option this week, you probably have to look elsewhere because with Pacheco back, I wouldn't trust either of those guys, and Pacheco will likely go back into my lineup. So it has been reported that Keaton Mitchell does, in fact, have a torn ACL. Uh, we knew he was going to be out for the season, uh, but this sucks. You know, either way, um, you know, wishing him the best recovery that he could possibly get. And moving forward, as Gus Edwards, you know, don't be surprised if you see Justice Hill, um, you know, leading snaps, you know, a couple of these games. But he's the guy on passing downs, but he doesn't get enough work uh, for me to throw him in my lineup at all. Uh, but it's going to be Gus Edwards getting the bump. Um, he'll likely be the guy getting most of the work. And then obviously those goal on touchdowns, too. Uh, it looks like Zach Moss is going to try and play through that shoulder injury. The X, the the um uh the x-rays or MRI or whatever he got was negative. So uh keep an eye on that. Very possible Jonathan Taylor returns as well. That was, that's three games missed for him. Um uh, they didn't put him on IR, so this could be the game they were targeting for his return. Um so I wouldn't be too aggressive on these Colts running backs on waivers, like in terms of the the backups, right? Uh if I had to choose one, it would be Trey Sermon, but I'm not sure that he'll be usable this week with these guys potentially back. Quarterback change for the Steelers, Mason Rudolph, <laughs> that quarterback carousel, is moving behind Kenny Pickett. Uh, Mason Rudolph is going to be starting for them. And by downgrading this offense, like, how much can he be downgraded? You know, it's not like Deontay Johnson's just getting crazy target share, right? He, he's He's been getting the touchdowns, right? All of them for Mitch Trubisky. 
So we'll see if Mason Rudolph can do anything. But, you know, Deontay Johnson will probably be a, you know, maybe a low-end wide receiver three for me this week. Tommy DeVito and not Tyrod Taylor will be against the Eagles this week. And a lot of us were hoping for Tyrod so that we can see that connection we saw him have with Darren Waller. Uh, but, you know, it's all right because Waller had a 15% target share, even though he ran around on less than 50% of dropbacks on Sunday. So he was definitely limited, right? So I can see you know him getting more of a full-time role this week. He was targeted on 22% of his routes run. So not bad at all. The matchups these two weeks, can't get better. Philly, the Rams. So if we're expecting him to be full-time this week, I think we can easily plug him in as a, a starting tight end if you need one, or even a flex if you need a flex play. Monitor Trevor Lawrence this week. He's in the concussion protocol. He has a great matchup against Tampa Bay if he can go. If you you know, if you know, want to play, obviously, if you have Calvin Ridley, if you have Evan Ingram to take advantage of this matchup. This is a matchup where I would love to play Calvin Ridley, right? By the way, Calvin Ridley almost had a touchdown last week. You know, I think it was a touchdown. By the time he caught, like in the back of the end zone, it was a little bit of a bobble. They called it not a touchdown on the field, and they upheld the call. But, you know, you, you look at the replay. It's like by the time he finally gets control of the ball, I feel like his hip and his knee are kind of down, you know, on the field, right? So, unfortunate there. If you had Calvin Ridley in your lineup, Let's move on to some waiver wire pickups, yeah? Not the best waiver wire pickup week. All right, I'll tell you that right now. However, you might need some help. You might need to plug in a flex. You might need to plug in a wide receiver. You might need to plug in a running back. All right, let's get to it. I think Curtis Samuel will be the number one waiver wire pickup this week. Not the best matchup in the world against the Jets. He has the 49ers the following week. So, uh, But Curtis Samuel caught two touchdowns. He he did well in some tough matchups, like against the Dallas matchup. He did Dallas Cowboys. He ended up getting some targets, getting some production, um, leading the team in targets that week, and, and he got it done. So, you know, I'm not necessarily just full fade on Curtis Samuel, especially since he's running out of the slot. You know, Michael Carter has been doing a great job as a nickel corner for the Jets, not to be confused with Michael Carter, who got traded or he got cut and moved to the Cardinals. Uh, but it's, it's a better matchup than their perimeter wide receivers, okay? So I think he's a solid PPR wide receiver three this week. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you place certain bets, and it gets confusing, but not anymore, not with Better Vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place, and not only that, the best part is Better Vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right. So if you like a play, normally you would look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds. Uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side by side comparison all on one screen within one app? And then you just click on the bet that you want to make within Better Vision and you're good to go. OK, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the App Store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O. So B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the App Store today. Uh, Noah Brown would be next up here. I don't love him against Cleveland this week. All right. Um, by the way, CJ Stroud still in the concussion protocol. Hopefully he could progress through that, get some practices in this week and finally play. And you're hoping that Nico Collins is back, right? I'm really picking up Noah Brown for that Tennessee matchup. We just saw what he did against Tennessee, uh, not even with CJ Stroud, right? This past Sunday. And 
now you're hoping that with CJ Stroud back, even with Nico Collins back, that Noah Brown can have a good game. I don't want to trust Noah Brown this week against Cleveland. Personally, we saw what he's done in two bad matchups in the previous two weeks. He literally had zero points. Okay. Um, I don't want to take that risk this week. Personally, I understand if you have nobody to play in that situation, you might have to do what you got to do. But personally, I don't want to play Noah Brown this week. I do want to play him in week 17 though. Okay. All right, at number three, I have Chase Brown. He's usable as a flex play. He's shown the big playability, and I'm wondering if he would have ended the game with more touches if he never left the game because he was leading in opportunities over Mixon before he left the game in the third quarter. All right, he ended up coming back in the game in the fourth, but very interesting usage for Chase. Um, You know, they're integrating him in both the run game and the receiving game. Good matchup against Pittsburgh this week. I think, you know, if you're desperate enough, I think Chase is an upside flex play. Uh, especially in deeper leagues. Hunter Henry's at four. He's going up against Denver, okay? And ever since uh, Bailey Zappi's taken over for quarterback, Hunter Henry has been the apple of his eye. He's been targeting him more, looking at him in the end zone, uh, and Denver is just absolutely terrible. We just saw what happened this past week on Saturday, right? They got destroyed by Sam Laporta, okay? So they've been... They couldn't stop tight ends all all year long. So Hunter Henry is a nice little plug-and-play if you need somebody. Uh, Another plug-and-play, Tucker Craft, going up against Carolina. Listen, this is not the best matchup in the world. Okay, there's no doubt about that. But then he has Minnesota in Week 5. Here's the thing. If you need a tight end, these other guys are taking. Tucker Craft is somebody that you can pick up um, and you can throw in your lineup. He is a talented tight end. Um, The Packers are dealing with some injuries, and he's been relatively consistent over the last few weeks. So you could throw him in your lineup if you need somebody. Zamir White, uh, we don't know if Josh Jacobs is going to play this week. Practice reports don't come out until Wednesday. Um, you know, there was no real word on how serious this was or not. Um, so is there a chance that Zamir White ends up getting another start? It is possible. All right, they're going up against Kansas City. Um, will Kansas City just run away with this game, you know, forcing Zamir White to come off the field? I don't know. Kansas City hasn't really been doing that this year, right? Division division game could be a lot closer than we think. Okay. Uh, and then he has Indy in week 17. I, I would assume that Josh Jacobs will be back for that game at the very least. And if I had to guess, I would guess that Josh Jacobs is going to be back this week too. Uh, Josh Downs, Tyler Boyd, Demario Douglas, Rashid Shaheed. Those are the guys that I have from 7 through 10 here. Um, the reason why Josh Downs is so high right now is because Michael Pittman, uh, you know, suffered that concussion. It's very possible that he doesn't go. Uh, this week, and he can't clear the concussion protocol in that scenario. I think Josh Downs operating as the number one throughout all of practice this week, um, and then going into the game against an Atlanta defense whose vulnerability is the slot. Right, they're good against wide receivers in the perimeter, not so good against wide receivers out of the slot. Josh Downs has not been getting it done over the last several weeks, but I think in th- this week, I think he's a solid flex play. Tyler Boyd. You know, like I mentioned earlier, Jamar Chase potentially not being around the next couple weeks. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, I'm perfectly fine fine playing Tyler Boyd as like a low-end PPR wide receiver three. And then Jamar Douglas, similar thing, low-end PPR wide receiver three. Um, You know, not a great return last week. Um, Not the best matchup in the world, but I think against Denver uh, this week, he can get it done. Um, You know, I think the real vulnerability for not the vulnerable, the real strength of Denver is defending perimeter wide receivers. 
Uh, I think Demario Douglas can, can get it done either slot. More of a you know 10 to 12 point floor this week, if that's what you're looking for. And I have Rashid Shahid here just in case Chris Olave is out again. Um, you know, he's going up against the Rams and the Bucks. Didn't have a great game this past week, but I think Shahid has that big playability. You can plug into your, you can plug in your lineup pretty easily. Um, I have Deontay Foreman and Roshan Johnson both at 11 and 12 this week. Here's the thing. They're going up against Arizona, right? So if they're available, you need a flex play. They have some upside. Both of these guys do. I still think Foreman's going to be the primary early down back, the primary goal line back as well, um, which is why I prefer him. But Roshan Johnson, you know, is going to be getting passing down snaps and could even get, you know, close. You know, he's going to get some carries in this game. Maybe not as many as Deontay. Uh, in this past game, it was all even. It was weird. But I think there's going to be a lot more opportunity for the Bears in this game against Arizona. Really good matchup. I'm not going to have e- any of them as an RB2 this week, but, you know, high in flex plays because of the matchup. That's the only reason why they're getting elevated this week for me. Uh, Demarcus Robinson at 13 uh, against the Saints, the Giants. Here's the thing with Demarcus Robinson. He's been getting it done, but Tutu Atwell has cleared the concussion protocol. Now what happens? Does Tutu Atwell go back to being their wide receiver three? Does Demarcus Robinson take the job from him? He has been getting it done, so it is possible. That's why he's up here. Usually, wide receivers who don't get it done, they'll be relegated back to you know the wide receiver four in this situation. But with Robinson scoring three touchdowns three weeks in a row, Matthew Stafford has liked him. Maybe he ends up keeping his job. Tutu has been doing his thing too, but he hasn't been doing his thing with both Cooper Cup and Bukunaku uh, on the field at the same time. But Demarcus Robinson has. I have Jamison Williams too as a little bit of an upside, you know, pickup because you know he sees Minnesota. He got Dallas, but this past week he saw a season high, well, I guess career high, route participation. Okay, it went all the way up to over seventy percent. That's what you want to see. Um, he has he had the targets, he had some production, and he's being a little bit more relied on by Jared Goff in that offense. So um, somebody, you know, he has a ton of upside. If you don't want to pick him up, I if you don't want to play him, I totally get it. But I think if you have a roster spot, you know, and I know there's only two weeks left, pick him up because if he has a big game this week, now he's building on what he did in week 14, right? Building on what he did in week 15. And now week 17. You know, he could be somebody that you can throw into your lineup. Let's say one of you guys get hurt, guys gets hurt, and then now you have an upside flex play you can throw in, you know, on a good offense, right? Uh, against Dallas, you know, a game that's going to be competitive. I have Tanner Hudson, you know, somebody that you can pick up as a tight end as well because, you know, Jamar Chase being out, and Hudson has been somebody that has been favored in that offense as of late. Um, so he's obviously like a mid-tier QB. I'm sorry, tight end too. So there's a bunch of guys I'd rather play over him, right? But, you know, just keep that in mind that he is an option this week against Pittsburgh. Uh, and then you have, uh, you know, a couple of quarterbacks. Nick Mullins, he has been declared the starter for week 16. Uh, for fantasy, it's, it's looking good. He's going up against Detroit. So this is a very, very good matchup for the for his weapons and a very good matchup for him, you know, as a quarterback. So. Uh, I think this is a, a matchup where he can do well. Joe Flacco got it done last week in a very, very tough matchup for fantasy. Uh, he ended up, you know, obviously, you know, doing some good things late in the game as well. Uh, but going up against Houston, pretty good matchup here for Joe Flacco. Okay. 
Uh, a couple other guys to round it out. You know, you can pick up Khalil Herbert too as like a dart throw because of the good matchup against Arizona. Uh, don't want to trust him though. But then you have Josh Palmer, um, uh, you know, Ty J Spears. These guys are both, you know, deep, deep, deep flex plays. Josh Palmer against Buffalo, like, you know, th- this defense is playing well right now. You know, their quarterback is not looking good. So I, I don't know if I want to throw Josh Palmer in despite him having that long touchdown play last week. You know, broken play, right? I'm not really banking on that happening again. And then Tajay Spears, you know, what should be a negative game script against Seattle. Seattle's only favored by a couple points, but still there is a chance that Seattle ends up going up in this game. We'll see if Will Levis, how banged up Will Levis is because he's dealing with that ankle injury. So Tajay Spears, you know, he's somebody that, you know, could, you know, put up some numbers because he did have a couple high finishes, not this past week, but the two weeks prior, right? Seattle and then Houston for Tajay Spears. All right. I have actually a bunch more waiver wire pickups for deeper leagues uh, on the website, upperhandfantasy.com. So you can go check that out there. Uh, that's pretty much going to do it for this episode, guys. Uh, if you could hit subscribe on, on your Apple Podcast app or Spotify app, that would mean the world to me. We I would really, really appreciate that. Um, listen, I'm hoping you guys are on to round two in the fantasy playoffs. I mean, I'm on my way to round two in a couple leagues, and I'm excited. There's nothing like winning in the playoffs, man. There's nothing like winning in the playoffs. And I was kind of bored with my teams on by last week. I kind of want in on the action. But honestly, I think this past week was a good week to be on by. <laughs> I think a lot of people would agree with that. All right. All right, guys. Take it easy. I'll be back tomorrow with Zach talking about quarterbacks and running backs going into round two of the fantasy playoffs. Week 16. Let's go. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 